The show is about different aspects of popular culture. There may be spoilers, explicit language, and opinions that differ from your own. If you get offended by any of these things, we suggest you turn back now, but then you'll never know what went wrong. Welcome to What Went Wrong, where we take pop culture to task. My name is Eric, and today I am joined by Chris, who yeah. you may recognize from Completely Biased Gaming Podcast, our previous endeavor. From the one last week. The one last week. Yep. Yeah. This is our whole new gig now. Well, mine, and you'll drop in periodically. Yeah, whenever I can, I'll be here, or in another state, or something, you know, whatever. On the podcast. Right. We'll have to figure out how to make that work. Yeah. So. For our inaugural episode, we're going to be discussing horror movies. Uh, I mentioned in the introduction, for those of you that listen, that we're going to be formulaic. We're going to go movies, and then uh, another episode we'll do TV, and then another one we'll do uh, video games and tech and celebrities and then decade shaming. So for the first one, we're going to do movies, and we didn't have one specifically in mind because horror movies are pretty near and dear to our hearts, and we enjoy them quite a bit, but uh, the whole premise of this podcast being things that we love that have kind of lost their luster a little bit that we have to take them to task about mm-hmm. i think horror movies definitely fits that bill because they've been pretty crappy lately i mean there's been exceptions obviously to the to the rule but yeah. uh, in general i think not so good well and it's weird because i was thinking about doing this and and you know like what constitutes a good horror movie like for you like what is the what constitutes a good horror movie that's a very good question. Well, and, I'm glad I asked. <laughs> I don't think it's just completely subjective, and so obviously, you know, this is just entirely our our opinion on anything, which isn't worth anything more than anybody else's opinion, right. except that you know, just like we mentioned in completely biased game podcast for for those holdovers that that uh, listen to that show and uh, listen to this one as well, our opinion isn't really more valid than anyone else's. It's just that we have a podcast and you don't. So if you <laughs> wanted yep. to refute us, uh, start your own podcast and. And build up an audience. You'll probably build up a bigger audience than we've got. So good luck, because that's not exactly easy to do. <laughs> what um, building up an audience? Yeah, that's for sure. Right. Although I've gotten uh, some celebrity retweets and favorites and everything nice. on Twitter already, which is pretty cool. So, so we're popular, is what you're saying? Yeah, we're more popular in uh, what went <laughs> wrong for based on an introductory episode than yeah. we ever were for a completely biased game. We've been podcast, doing this for is... five minutes, and we've already got more <laughs> listeners than we did in the entire nine months we did the other podcast. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But maybe we'll get some followership, you know, based on this for our yeah. old episodes, and you know, retroactively sure. we'll see our numbers skyrocket. So go back to your question: What constitutes a good? horror movie yeah i don't know something i think that is genuinely scary or suspenseful or makes you root in one way or another i think one of my favorite series of horror movies is uh, friday the 13th which we've discussed on on the other podcast mm-hmm. and it was a big jason Voorhees fan and i think in the beginning films uh well the, the first one is not even jason it's his mother but then right. starting from two and all the way through nine or ten or whatever it was <laughs> that they made uh, Jason is the the protagonist, and with that, I think that's kind of skewed because, especially like in the middle films, you start rooting for Jason. Mm-hmm. Like in the earlier films, you're rooting for the the campers or for the the teens to get away, and the survivor girl, as she's called, you want to see her how does she defeats Jason or how she right. outlasts the night. But I think later on, you start just rooting for Jason, which I, I yeah. think is a really weird dynamic that. Well, and it, 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 you're right because you you mentioned rooting, and I was gonna, I was wondering where you're gonna go with that because we we're big Breaking Bad fans, right? And mm-hmm. like you started, you rooted for Walt, like that's at least I did anyway. I don't know, maybe nobody else did, but you know, you kind of have this connection with these characters that it's unlike any other genre. 
you know, because yeah, Jason was like uh, in the beginning, it was it was his mom taking revenge on this place because they let her son drown, right? Mm-hmm. And so he kind of felt bad right away, but uh, it wasn't that big of a deal because the story was just back in the early '80s. They didn't really develop like plot as much as they just kind of right. like put stuff in, and it was generally one bad guy. Like horror movies are, I don't know, maybe I'm. I'm remembering them differently now but it doesn't seem like you have one thing like that's the bad it's like an entity like it's more like ethereal evil now yeah as opposed to one pissed off really terrible person like hellraiser or jason or freddy or Mm -hmm. whatever and and whatever reasons they have behind them you know they were the the bad guy everything else was good right right now you have all these just really just you know it's more of a spiritual thing now uh, well, than it never was before. Right. I, and I think you get into the, like you said, the, the spiritual, like the paranormal activities or the, the found footage films. Those are really popular. So that's what skews what gets made. Uh, I, I think it would be really hard to come up with one big bad guy anymore. To come up with a, a new intellectual property that is saying, this is a, a marketable character that you're going to either root for or root so hard against and because he, he, to, to come up with a, a Michael Myers or a Jason Voorhees or a Freddy yeah. Krueger these are all like you were mentioning 70s and 80s and some crept into the 90s like the boogeyman like but, that was the big thing back then like the boogeyman right uh, that was exactly. that was the John Carpenter and Halloween right mm-hmm. it was the boogeyman that was yeah. the, they didn't really I mean you knew who you, who he was uh, Michael Myers, but you know they refer to him as a boogeyman. Like this concept of a boogeyman, and I, I mean, I guess if we're talking about you know what went wrong, like I don't, I don't necessarily know that. Again, it, things are just different now. I, I don't think the concept of boogeyman now is really a thing because because we live in this enlightened society, right? right. You know, I say that in quotes, like you know, <laughs> yeah. social media slash internet, where we're supposed to know everything about everything. Well, we know that there's no boogeyman, right? But we don't know about the spiritual and the dark side and things like that, and maybe that's probably why. I think if you came at somebody with a boogeyman or like a candy man or uh, or not, or like uh, Doctor Giggles, you know, sure. like it would be kind of dumb. Like it would just be super deadpan. And I guess some of the movies now that are just deadpan and like sci-fi network are that they're still they still kind of are that one entity, one moron, whatever mm-hmm. gone crazy it, kills people. Well, the one that's that they've kind of tried to bring back and make relevant still is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They had to remake a couple of years back, and then they came back with the the prequel, and then they've mm-hmm. done a couple of just different alternate imagine of the story yeah. it's one that they just keep trying to, to throw at you where you don't really see well they, they had the, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and they had the Friday the 13th remake trying to make those mm-hmm. relevant to a new generation that didn't experience those firsthand yeah. during the first runs and they didn't really take because I, I think exactly what you said the whole concept of a boogeyman a lot of things that zombie movies do it's all the, the evil that men do right and it's a lot yeah. of what we see in, in the Walking Dead TV show yes the, the zombies are, are definitely a threat but the bigger threat is the evil that that men inflict upon themselves humanity is the bigger threat to each other and i think that's in some cases it's subtle in some cases it's pretty heavy-handed well and i guess and and part of that is i think that we need more backstory and we need more context to be scared now 
we can't just be scared of a guy in a hockey mask running around chopping people up because yeah that that kind of does happen like you know there are people that are out there you know killing each other but not as believable i think i think now we need horror movies to be more believable like the blair witch you know like that was like that was the first movie that was like just shot that way that was super real mm-hmm. and the story was like super believable you know whatever but like um i think that's when things started to change like that movie changed the industry because Absolutely. Yeah, um, that was the first real found footage film or, right. or the first well mm-hmm. i mean the, even texas chainsaw was supposedly well that it wasn't found footage right, but it was supposedly found based story on, right yeah. yeah exactly but i think that movie changed it to where it needed to be there has to be a different element into it it's not just child's play where this crazy ass doll is killing people right you, you need story you need substance or you need um there to be a, an an air of realism that wasn't there before like the silly i mean there's still like the silly you know sex scene and you know I've, we talked about that how dumb that really is but it was different in halloween you know with pj souls and the guy and it was different like that it was just a different thing than they have now i don't know if it's necessarily better or worse um, I, I think it's more of an intellectual. They try to ma- mess with your mind more than just messing with your senses. Like that's that was the one thing that was in the eighties. It was just a visual overload. It wasn't sure. anything intellectual at all. Right. Well, I, I think at that point, well, to harken it back to your boogeyman thing, it was like a, a stalking evil. It sure. was like you had also mentioned. There was one main bad guy that's going to stalk you. He's going to find you no matter where you are, no matter where you hide. He's going to get you. Right now, mm-hmm. uh, with in modern horror, it's a lot of jump scares it's a lot of the unseen ghosts and malevolent spirits like insidious and paranormal activity and mm-hmm. all those where it's, it's what you don't see that's going to get you whereas it didn't matter in the, in the 70s 80s and 90s or even with, with scream and everything that kind of yeah. redefined that that brought back the the slasher that was popular in the 70s and 80s to the 90s mm-hmm. crowd and even into the early 2000s, and so that was, it was really popular and, and really good. But it was the same kind of thing. There's, there's a slasher. You can see him from across the room. No matter how fast you run, no matter <laughs> what you do, right. he's gonna get you. Sure. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess like, you you mentioned it earlier. Like you don't like the new ones versus the old ones. Well, I have found horror movies that I do enjoy from the current generation, but it's just like mm-hmm. there's something nostalgic. Going back and watching them, you kind of take them for what they're worth, right? And you do kind of see that the production values were a lot less, and you you notice how they don't really age very well. They're they're very sure. dated, especially the Friday the Thirteenth movies where you see oh, them. Yeah. Oh, and they're all their '80s glory with the feathered hair and the you know really <laughs> short shorts and the right. popped collars and everything. It hasn't aged very well, no. but there's still a camp factor, and I use that term loosely and also you know sure. literally for uh, Friday the Thirteenth. That there's just something great about them. Yeah. I mean, th- they are very formulaic. You know exactly what's going to happen. You can even pretty much pinpoint it down to the minute marks if you're following along on the DVD. You, you right. know, hey, 20 minutes, someone's gonna someone's gonna get axed yeah, right yeah, now. Right. So. Well, and it's one thing because like we it, when those movies came out, and I guess we're you know we're in our mid 30s, you know, like we didn't know that camp didn't exist back then. Like there wasn't that term camp. There wasn't a, a camp genre. Or I mean, like a, a horror camp genre, and then their horror. Mm-hmm. It was just horror, like it was just kind of all in one big bucket, right? I mean, you had like things like critters and things that were just kind of not 
fantastic, but like, or how, or, uh, oh, God, uh, yeah, but, like, or, like, Evil Dead, like, you had things that were, that were, like, just trying to be just ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. But it was just horror. Like, there was a horror genre, and now, because things are so compartmentalized, I, I think it's kind of lost a little bit of its fun. You know, I think horror movies should be kind of fun. Army Darkness isn't a horror movie, but, like, right. I guess some people could kind of put it in that genre, because that... I think that's one of those movies. It's it's a comedy. It's got some action in it. It's just silly, you know. Like it's just an, a really really fun movie, but it is super camp, right? Well, yeah, but I think that's one of the best things that Sam Raimi could have done because he tried to make Evil Dead not tongue in cheek at all. He tried to make right, and, and there are elements of Evil Dead that are that are kind of frightening, mm-hmm. especially you know seeing it the first time. Multiple viewings don't really hold up. I mean, obviously it's still a great film, but yeah. I, once you've seen it, you you know what's to, what's coming and what to expect. But sure. at the time, I'm sure that some of it could have been scary. But there was also a, a faction of the uh, movie going public that said, "Hey, this is pretty funny, also." And mm-hmm. so that's why they made Evil Dead Two, which is essentially the same film, but they just upped yeah. the, the comedy a- aspect of it. Right. And then Army of Darkness is pretty much it has horror elements, obviously. But like you mentioned, it's more of yeah. a, a comedy and, a, and an action kind of thing than it is. Sure. A horror, and I think that's really well done on on his part. Because if he had tried to just make it, no, this is supposed to be a serious horror film. Yeah. I don't think that we ever would have had the the greatness that is Evil Dead Two or Army of Darkness or yeah. any other Sam Raimi vehicle. So yeah, and I mean Sam Raimi kind of stands on his own as this other thing, you know, because he he was able to do that. He made like one really really awesome movie. And the rest of his stuff has been you know like he did some he did obviously he did Spider Man and he tried to make those kind of his thing and they they worked but yet they weren't that good. Bruce Campbell really took that like character was was really he was one of the first characters that was just like stood out as the super awesome protagonist sure. or like the super awesome like hero you know because like there's no heroes and like there's people that made it out on alive but you don't remember those like maybe nancy a little bit from nightmare on elm street yeah but like she never did anything else like they didn't even bring her character back really you know like it wasn't like that big of a deal and they've kind of harkened back maybe well they know, had sydney sydney prescott from uh scream yeah you know, she was the survivor that was much for- later though you know, but that's when they started. I guess, I guess you're right. That was because that was, you know, Scream was a harken back to the the slashers of of just a, just a pure slasher thriller. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it wasn't like super bloody or anything like that. That film kind of made fun of itself or made fun of the genre. You know, sure. I'll be right back type thing. I mean, it was super self aware for the the point of being self aware. But I think that was that's when people started getting critical of horror movies. Because that came out in, like, what, 2000? Like, no, 99? 97? Some of that? Yeah, late late 90s. Yeah, that's when things started to really compartmentalize. Because even in the 90s, like, there was was camp, but it was still kind of a horror genre. Well, that actually, Scream, and also, I know what you did last summer, that that series, well, specifically the first movie, which was the only one that was halfway decent. But those movies kind of brought in a new age of horror, because Mm -hmm. the the 90s was just kind of dead in in terms of horror there, yeah, there was, wasn't a whole lot of there horror, wasn't a lot wasn't of there? slashers there wasn't yeah. there wasn't a lot of a whole lot of anything that horror fans could really get behind and so the late yeah. 90s early 2000s with uh, i know what you did last summer and scream kind of brought that audience back and made horror popular again and then with the whole blair witch was was 99 uh yeah. so that 
went down a whole different avenue and opened sure. up a whole new set of, of films that got popular. But mm. yeah, I, didn't, I guess I never really thought of because I grew up. I mean, I consider myself a '90s kid. Like I don't remember. I guess thinking back, there wasn't a lot of good horror movies in the '90s. It was things that were made in the 90s were more like they always talk about grunge killing that kind of like 80s hair metal and like super kind of like big ego type super kind of indulgent like uh, you know nirvana killing you know being more depressed and you saw movies like singles and you know like these kind of uh, mall rats and you know mm-hmm. Kevin Smith and all this other you know kind of funny or whatever. Yeah, horror movies didn't really play much of a. Well, comedies were huge for the the mid nineties, yeah. especially. Was, I don't. I mean, yeah. all those movies from that time period, I, I just remember them being comedies, and maybe that's just what I was into at the time. Yeah, but I don't remember a whole lot of horror. I don't even remember a lot of drama, to be honest with yeah. you. I mean, that, well, there was a. I remember. Be, I remember there being a huge pushback. You know, being in the nineties of the eighties, like the eighties weren't popular at all. Like they were as it, they were happening. Right? Yeah. No, no, I mean. Just like um, you know, things that were like super big in the '80s, obviously, were just looked upon as like that's kind of dumb, or we've moved past it, or we've evolved into something more intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think now that we've gotten farther along, I, I think. I, I I mean I, there are a lot of stuff about the '80s that were just awesome, and I think horror movies was one was a big part of that. Absolutely, you know, um, like you look at the Super Bowl commercial. It just came out about the you know it was like this Radio Shack '80s thing. It was all these '80s things like Elf and Child's Play and you know Chucky and all this. I was like, oh man, that stuff's awesome. I remember all that <laughs> stuff being just kind of fun. Yeah, '80s the '90s just kind of lost their fun. Like it was fun for me because it was in. That's when I was growing up and doing a lot of really awesome stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like the 90s more than I did the 80s, but like it lost that. It just had this serious tone that was just kind of like, and you're right, there was a lot of comedies, ironically. You know, it was yeah. serious, but there was comedies, and it was just kind of, I don't know, it was weird, but you're right. I didn't really think about it not being really good for horror movies, you know? Yeah. All right, then. So if the if the 90s sucked, this podcast is called What Went Wrong. Right. Or what went wrong then? Like, what what do you think went wrong? I think they went, I think we discussed it right off the at the top of the show. I, I think they went away from the, the big bad, and we already discussed that it wouldn't really work with the whole concept of a, of a boogeyman. But I think what they did do right was make Jason more of a supernatural entity. Michael mm-hmm. Myers, they did the same kind of thing. Yeah. In the beginning films, they were just human beings that were just big oafs that were kind of hard to kill. Yeah. And then the longer the series went on, there's like, no, no matter what you do, if you stick a hanger in this guy's eyeball, he's still going to be fine. If you put, yeah. put an axe into his head, he's still going to come after you. They brought into that uh, supernatural element. So I, I think... What went wrong is they tried to just go cheap with with jump scares. They mm-hmm. tried to do a lot of remakes and uh, they tried to make things relevant to the the current audience rather than just staying with the the status quo. And yeah, but I, I think I guess when you you mentioned that uh, they made them kind of invincible, right? Mm-hmm. I think that actually took away from it when Michael Myers got shot six times and fell out the window and Loomis went over there and he was gone. You're like, okay, yeah, obviously he's he's crazy strong and. Whatever whatever right but like i wanted i wanted to believe that he was actually injured you know i didn't want to and then he got blown up in the hospital in the second one right you know um i wanted to believe that he could actually be hurt or killed because like if you if you're just fighting something that can't be killed like what's the point right i i, I want to believe that you can actually beat this guy well, and, which is one and thing kill that, him. that was kind of cool about the scream movies is that they did definitely and you know they even sure. had the, the whole thing at the end where billy does come back and, and i mean Sydney- skeet Ulrich can't yeah. be killed yeah i think that yeah. was the, the moral of the story well i mean there was like you said it was very self-aware it was mm-hmm. poking fun at, at horror movies and so the stereotypical thing in horror movies 
still, if they do have one of the big bads, I'm you know, doing air quotes for that, Yeah. they always come back. No matter what you, you think you've struck the final blow, they come back and get you. And so that exact same thing happened in Scream, and yet she shot him in the head, and it was very definitive. He's done. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he was just a human being. He could be killed, and he was. But I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm kind of hypocritical in the sense that my f- I don't really like a, a lot of the remakes, and I think if they have too many sequels, they drag on. But yet yeah. I'm hypocritical because I said that Friday the 13th is one of my favorite series, and actually number seven is my favorite of the series. Really? And so this, yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know. I think it was probably the, the first one where I was old enough to be aware of what it was mm-hmm. and old enough to watch it kind of on my own, beg and plead my parents to, to rent it, and they actually hmm. said, okay, I guess yeah. it doesn't look too bad or whatever. You can watch it. Sure. And so, I don't know. I, it was the first one where Kane Hodder played Jason. Kane Hodder yeah, is right. is my Jason. You know, that's sure. the, the Jason that I, I grew up with, essentially, and so that's who I always picture in the role of Jason, even though it took him seven films to, to get to that starring role. And I think he looks the coolest. I think it's yeah. the, the neatest story. I think it's the toughest uh, character. The, the main girl, uh, Tina, has telekinetic powers so mm-hmm. she's actually you know pretty good match rather yeah. than just all the other the previous survivors had had just been out able to outwit him yeah. or or figure out some kind of way to just outrun him essentially yeah yeah, yeah. essentially and uh and this one she actually stood her ground and held her own and mm. yeah i don't remember that as well is that the little girl the little blonde or the, uh, no she, she was she was a teenager. Okay, yeah. Thinking of Poltergeist, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Poltergeist is completely different. Oh, that was a yep. great movie. Uh, really, really fun. I, I One of the scariest movies to me still uh, is The Shining. And I know that, that Stephen King hates that movie and, and what, uh, what was done to it, but... And, and the book is obviously different or whatever but like there's something about that movie and how it's just filmed and how it is just paced that is just scary as hell and there's nothing in it like that is sp- like super special effects or anything like it is just just absolutely terrifying movie well it's, it's very unsettling on a whole lot yeah. of different levels I mean it's just crazy it's a really really crazy concept of what happened and what can happen to you? Yeah, I mean Kubrick. I I actually really really like what Kubrick did with it. Yeah, even though it's completely different. Just that 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 movie visually is just scary as hell. Like I remember the first time. So like when I was thirteen, uh, maybe thirteen, thirteen, fourteen, some in that area. Like I had. Uh, a bunch of we had a, a big sleepover because that's when you know boys it was still cool to have sleepovers, <laughs> right, right? Yeah. right? And so like I had a bunch of my friends and we were really we were really cool because we thought we were in a horror movie. So we got The Shining, right? Because like we'd all kind of like known about it a little bit, but we were way too young to really watch that movie. And I don't know why the hell my parents let me watch that movie, but my dad was there when we were watching it. So you know, which was at the time was really uncool, but you know whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I remember the the scene where it's a slow pan in into this woman taking a shower, right? Or, you know, sitting there in the tub, and she pulls back the curtain and says, naked chick. So when you're 14, you're like, oh, my God. This is the greatest scene ever. And then she turns into this old corpse, essentially. And, like, I remember that being, like, one of the most scary things I'd ever seen in my life. because <laughs> well, like, you're I'm, not expecting it. You know, you no. just... You're having what might be your first interaction with boobs on the on the screen, <laughs> yeah. and then you're just like, right. "Oh wow, that's pretty great!" And then all of a sudden, she turns into a withered yeah. corpse. Yeah, just just, <laughs> just abs- like, that was horrifying. That doesn't happen all the time, does no. it? No. 
That was even scarier than the little girls holding hands at the end of the hallway for me. I don't know. I don't know why. It just well, that that scene still like is just terrifying. So you watched the documentary, and I don't know if it got brought up, but I was reading an article on on Cracked about that the little boy Danny, I think yeah. was his name. Yeah. He had no idea what kind of movie. And, and no. Kubrick was pretty famous for being a dick director. Like he didn't care. You know, sure. he didn't pull any punches. He didn't care what he was doing to yeah. his, his actors or his grips or whatever sure. that was involved in the film but uh, for whatever reason he took a, a shining to this little kid and that, yeah. Yeah, the shining yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh wanted him not to know what kind of movie they were making so yeah. this kid i don't know how old he was at the time just thought that they were making a movie about a family in a hotel like yeah. he had no idea what was going on sure. like it must have been the most boring thing for him like who's right. gonna watch this yeah well and there's there's actually a documentary about the shining and kubrick's um what it's actually about and there's like seven or eight different like really kind of off the wall bizarre things. Uh, there's one that the, the actual The Shining is about the moon landing, Apollo 15 or whatever, about yeah. about um, Kubrick's involvement with the government actually faking the moon landing, and and that this movie is all about his able to not be being able not to talk about it essentially. And you're like that's I, as I sit here, I'm like that doesn't that doesn't make any damn sense. That's <laughs> retarded, right? But then you you understand a little bit about what Kubrick has done in all his other movies, and there's nothing he leaves absolutely nothing. Like there's no shot that isn't has it doesn't have in super intentional purposes, right? And then they start taking apart The Shining, and you see all these things, and yeah, again, it's a theory, and it's probably right. completely wrong, but like it's pretty shocking. And then there's a theory about how it's about the uh, apocalypse, not the apocalypse, but the uh, atrocities uh, done to Native Americans. And all the things the that... Trail of Tears. Yeah, Trail of Tears, right? Yeah, so uh, all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. But then I'm like, oh my God, this is like <laughs> actually real. Start showing evidence for that. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm then you mentioned that, and I didn't know that Kubrick took a, a liking to, to Danny's character and, you know, whatever, but... Um, I could see where you know because Danny didn't see really anything in the movie. Like he, the things that he were, he didn't see Jack go crazy. Really, he was just kind of running from him or whatever. His mom kind of shielded him from that. But like that is that movie again represents almost everything right in a horror movie for me. Like well, it's yeah, got, it it's got the psychological stuff in it. It's got it's got walls, just mounds of blood in it, you know, in the, in a couple different scenes. But you don't really slowing see, down the hallways, slowing down the hallways, <laughs> coming down the elevator. You don't really see too many people getting. You don't see anybody getting killed that I remember anyway. You just see people. You do dead. see furry oral sex. You do see that. Okay. Or yeah. implied furry oral sex. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there's some crazy stuff in that movie, <laughs> right? But I think that that, I, that that to me by far is the best horror movie of all time. And the, and the thing is that I, I don't know if you can even. I'm sure that movie can be made again. I'm sure somebody will make a movie that that is that good, you know, and that has a story that is that good. That to me is is where you start when you start talking about what a horror movie should be and where it sh- you know necessarily went wrong. I, I guess maybe I'm I'm the I don't know if that it has gone wrong. Like I, I talk about the boogeyman and all that other stuff, and there's mm-hmm. one kind of evil entity or whatever. But right. like, I just think it's just switched places. You know, I just think that our society is just, and I don't know if it's better or worse or whatever, but we need so much more to entertain us that, yeah. you know, I the psychological thing is where everything is at now. And I'm sure it'll make a switch and it'll go back to the boogeyman and because well, I mean, everything is cyclical. 
You sure. Know? But I don't I don't necessarily know that horror movies have gone wrong. I just don't think I just don't like him as much. Yeah. I just don't personally care for him as much, right. you know. I mean as I mentioned at the top, I'm still finding horror movies that I enjoy. Yeah. I, I still find ones that I think, oh, you know, this is the, the exception that proves a rule or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think for the most part, I, I think the Halcyon days for horror were back in the, the 70s, 80s. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I, I yeah. think, like you just mentioned, things are cyclical. It probably will go back to there right. at some point in time. Uh, I guess we just kind of have to, to ride it out. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I know you're watching a lot of black and white movies now. I, I really want to get go back and watch more Hitchcock stuff because, like, I... When I my first foray into Hitchcock was Psycho, the, the remake of Psycho, which I actually thought was pretty good with Vince with, Vaughn. Yeah. Thought it was actually pretty good. Um, and Anne Heche. And Anne Heche, yeah. And then I watched the original. I didn't think the original was that good because when I was like 16 or 17 when I saw it, you know, I wasn't very old because that movie came out in early 2000 or late 90s. I don't even I think remember. it was 98 or something like that. Yeah, so I was like 18, 19 yeah. when I saw it. So, like, you know, when you're 18, 19, it's hard to really judge anything because what's new is, or what's there is in front of you is usually best. You don't have any right. kind of real, like, you, you don't really when I go back and look at the old stuff. I, I didn't anyway, you know. Um, I didn't care. I was like, oh, this is the new one. This is the best one, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's just about, at that point, what entertains you. You know, what, right, and then still to a certain extent that as long mm-hmm. as something's entertaining, sure, you can say, okay, well, I guess I guess it was good. Yeah. You know, you don't, you're not really digging too deep into the technical aspects of it or sure. the writing or the direction. As long as you were entertained yeah. by it, right, you can say theoretically that it's good. So. Sure, I guess one of the things that, that that does make me mad now is storytelling. There's just no storytelling anymore. Or if it's story, t- it's it's more like what can we shock you with? It's not, it's not a real. I haven't. I don't remember a horror story lately that's had a really good story. Right, which is another thing that was, and I'm you glad know? that you that you brought up the whole shocking thing because that was one thing that I was almost going to completely bypass the whole torture porn thing, like the yeah. hostels uh, and, yeah. and whatever. I I just I don't get it. I mean, there's sure. I'm okay with visceral experiences and and you know things that are kind of that that make you queasy where you're you're kind yeah. of squinting and turning your head and gritting mm-hmm. your teeth and you know taking in shallower breaths or whatever. I I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. But when it's gratuitous for the sake of gratuity, uh, I, yeah. I just don't see it. Like the whole the like, I mean Eli Roth is is the big yeah, most egregious yeah. uh, director because he, he did all the the hostels and mm-hmm. it's just I, I'm not into into his style at yeah. all. I, I'm not into the the whole torture porn thing. I, sure. I think one movie that that did. Uh, torture really well, and I don't think you've seen it. It's called Audition. It's a mm. Japanese movie, and it is superb. Yeah. It's pretty slow burn. I think it, it's over like a two-hour running time. Mm. It's pretty slow burn, but once it hits, it's like holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it's really good. And I think that uh, one thing that the Japanese that Japanese horror has become more prevalent, and I think that's pretty great because yeah. you've got The Ring, and I sure i don't know there's a debate on ringu came first obviously that was the japanese original but the first one i saw was the american remake yeah of me too. The i think everybody most everybody here did anyway and, and i yeah. think the with that i mean yeah i appreciate ringu for being the original one and so i like it better from that aspect but i still think the ring is a better film and maybe sure. that's because i saw that one first and and i don't think that a lot that's the the only exception because majority of the original japanese horror films mm-hmm. that i've seen and then also seen the, the american remake i prefer the japanese films but the yeah. ring is is completely different mm. well i think one of the things that the japanese folks taught us is that children are frightening <laughs> there's a lot more emphasis on on children now 
mm-hmm. um, than I, I guess maybe I ever realized before. Maybe there, maybe there was. You know, obviously we just started talking about the shining, right? And yeah. and Danny's ability to shine and and see these things in the future and what's happened in the past and all this other and talk to things. I think that you know. So there's a good example of how you know children were frightening back in the '70s. But well, yeah, Poltergeist. You'd mentioned Poltergeist. That was that's another true. one. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Was brought up, but it wasn't. It was most horror has mostly been for teenagers or early 20s audiences yeah uh, that's who it's marketed to and that's typically who it stars or at least it stars 30 year olds that look like 20 year olds that you know sure playing sure. It. but uh, that's definitely who they try to cater to and what mm. stories are built around but yeah I, I think kids have always had important roles yeah in in the structure and the story of horror movies and, sure. and like you had mentioned in Japanese movies especially. But that's another one that's kind of, it has the visceral horror, gory kind of stuff going on, but it also has the, the supernatural element where mm-hmm. uh, some of the scarier stuff is stuff that you don't see that's just implied. And sure. it can it, it can be subtle and, and still work. Right, right. It doesn't have to be so in your face and, mm-hmm. and whatever. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember back you know in high school, because like all, all of our friends, or most of our friends were really into horror movies, and I wasn't into them as much as they were. Like, I, I loved... I, the one the movie the, the movies that I gravitated towards were Halloween. Like I just loved the Halloween series. I thought it was just amazingly done, uh, almost perfect. Like in how it how it was. But they were they were really into like I Spit on Your Grave. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, but, I, like, I that, refused to watch it because of the premise behind it. Yeah, and and so like it's a, it's a rough subject matter. But I remember watching that going. You know, this isn't like a. I mean, this is a horror movie, but like this is a, this is a revenge movie. I mean, it yeah. was a revenge movie that she you know got raped and she just started killing everybody you know well good <laughs> yeah right but that that movie was like way ahead of its time because yeah. things have kind of gotten to that point now like there's they, I guess they use you know we've talked about this before they they use rape and, and all this other stuff to make somebody seem like super weak and then they come back and are strong or whatever mm-hmm. and like I think I think I just think there's a weak narrative sure, I just definitely. I just don't think it's necessary yeah um and and I think that movie was like um you know really uh, ahead of his time, and even though it was a really, really rough movie to to watch, and I don't think I'd ever, I I definitely will watch it again. I just remember that being um, like one of those, oh my god, like this is way different than all the other stuff that's out there. And I think I'm glad there's not a lot of that stuff. <laughs> Maybe I, I'm glad that that wasn't one of those trendsetters because um, like I don't know where you go to debase something else, you know, like that. It's about as low as you can kind of get, you know. Well, that's what we do get with the hostile films and everything. Like yeah, that, I think it, I, I didn't kinda... mind hostile so much, I, although I watched it. It was like a guilty. I like I'm like I shouldn't be watching this because I know. It's just lowest common denominator type mm-hmm. stuff, but that was a scary movie too. Because like for me anyway, I'm like, oh my god, the Europeans are are taking tourists <laughs> and cutting them up, you know. Yeah. And then they, all these chicks are super hot, but like you know, super loose moral, you know, whatever. Because hostels are real places, and this was a real scenario. Although mm-hmm. obviously, I, I'm sure that it doesn't happen. And Eli Roth is kind of known for a little bit over the top and a little bit like kind of really gritty kind of stuff. But um, and Rob Zombie's gotten that way too. And like I think that's actually kind of what Rob Zombie's Lost. The the his remake of Halloween. I never even saw the second one. I, the first one I thought was okay, but um, it was just it. it was. I just thought it took the, the actually kind of some of the. I don't know this is gonna sound weird, but some of the fuzziness away from the original Halloween, because original Halloween was scary, but it wasn't like mean. Like his Hall his 
stuff is just like gritty and like like really really sexually charged. Right. And I I don't think that I don't think that horror needs that at all. Like I actually think that again we I go back to The Shining. Like there's not there's really not much of that in The Shining at all. Like you can pull uh, so many different things from from that and and like them for different reasons. Like the like Halloween. Hit Rob Zombie stuff now. I don't think you can do that. You either love his genre or you hate it. There's nothing about those movies that are kind of like, oh, that's a, that was kind of a cool take right. on it. It was just like, all right, it's just way over the top and way overdone. And again, I lo- I love Michael Myers and the Halloween series to me is just amazing. And I didn't mind the Rob Zombie stuff, but it just it got to be. I I would never watch it again. And that's what I think sucks about horror movies. You either. Like I think that's a I think that's a really good indication of a good horror movie. You watch it again and again and again mm-hmm. and again, like the Halloween movie, some of the Jasons, and, and definitely the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Like that yeah. one for me, you know, like I'll watch that one over and over again because that's an amazing movie. And Shining, you know, like I I, I would never watch The Ring again. Really? I, I, no, 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 I, I never really enjoy it. that film. No, I, 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 I mean, I've seen it a couple times. I haven't watched it sure. recently, but I, yeah, yeah, I could go for, for me. Movie. I would just never watch it again. Um, Dark Water, like eh, never, I never, you know, not a big deal. Like a lot of the new ones, I just I just wouldn't watch again. Hmm. I want, I yeah, I, I've t- we've talked about this on another podcast. Like if I'm going to spend my time watching something, like I want to be entertained. I don't necessarily want to be frightened or like disgusted. I want to be entertained. And I think that's what some of the new movies lack, is they're just not entertaining. They're just maybe disgusting right. or, like, trying to be super, super scary. Right, which, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've enjoyed all the Saw movies. In a, but even a, yeah. a lot of those, especially towards the end, got to the point where it is torture porn and it is gratuity for the sake of gratuity. Sure. So, again, I'm being, you know, slightly hypocritical with that, saying I did enjoy them, but I also... But it doesn't go to the degree, the degree that Hostel does. And I think... I don't Have you ever seen Teristas? It was definitely like a hostile knockoff, yeah, yeah. but it was one that I really enjoyed because it mm. wasn't as gratuitous. It was the same it was in the same vein. Uh, it's these Americans that are, or I think one of them was Australian too. Uh, that get abducted and they're going to get yeah. hacked up and their organs sold to the black market. But mm. I think it was done a lot better than than Hostile was. And yeah. so I, as one that was just made as a, a cheap kind of knockoff of Hostile, I think it mm. performed a lot better than, than yeah. the original that it was aping. So yeah, I think most of the, you can you can almost tell what the the I don't know what the where this movie's gonna go by looking at the 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 cover anymore you know mm-hmm. like like Hostel's got this big hook or whatever you know and I, I yeah I mean I I love obviously the Saw movies I think those are those are, that was good storytelling to me you know and I never even I didn't even see all of them actually I just saw most of them well, to me it was pretty good yeah the, you know? uh, the, the amazing the thing about those that if you just take them at face value they're these stupid dumb movies where this you know someone gets abducted and then they have to go through this this torture and then they, yeah. they either make it or they don't but the way that they're all stitched together and the, the, once you watch them all and you see all the connections and you're like oh that was really that guy sure. that did that or that was happening at the same time that this was happening it's yeah. it's really well done and especially a lot of it you have to kind of just yeah. suspend okay, your, your yeah. disbelief or whatever sure. saying well they, they definitely shoehorn this in but uh, I, I can see how it, how it fits but I, I think that is a pretty good storytelling that they can and it's another one where it had probably too many sequels yeah but, but I think it was one that they so they knew they were going to make more so they they had to put sort of a you know they had to attempt a story that was kind of woven into each one of them mm-hmm. they had to make that attempt and I, I, because movies now like they make one and they don't know if they're gonna make another one because like if it's a bomb you know like I think box office is just 
just super crazy. You don't know. Like, it, again, all these things are a business, right? You, right? you have to make money and you have to do certain things. But it just feels different now. It feels like it has to be bigger than the last one. Like, everybody's trying to one-up each other. And I know that this is nothing new. Like, this happened back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, too, right? Where things are just trying to go one more, one more, mm-hmm. one more, one more. But again, I think that's what's taking the fun out of horror movies is you have to do the things super big or, or try to do things that are not done before and then you just end up be, being exactly like the other movie the 80s didn't feel like that to me necessarily now some of the sequels to Jason and whatever kind of had some of that right where they're more trying to cram more boobs into it or, mm-hmm. or you know whatever but it wasn't done. It was done kind of tongue in cheek, and it was okay to do that. Sure. Now I don't think you can do things tongue in cheek and be okay. I think people just get just get pissed off about it, and and they're like, "Well, you know, again with social media, like this is stupid." Well, I, whatever. I, I I agree with that to a certain extent, but Cabin in the Woods was one thing that you know, a lot of people love, and I, I enjoyed. Yeah, the movie. I actually thought it was pretty good. I, I thought it was pretty good too, but I I just didn't see what everybody was all yeah. gaga for because I mean a lot of people were saying, "Oh, this is the best horror movie in a decade." Or whatever. It was There's weird. Like, it's because it was okay, built that way. It's good, yeah. But I don't. Th- this is not the movie that's going to save horror. I just liked I, it because it had Ryder Strong, and I was a big Boy Meets World fan. <laughs> that's the reason I watched it. It was definitely good. It was definitely entertaining, but. I, I just didn't see why everybody thought that it was so great. But that definitely yeah. was tongue-in-cheek. It was sure. a, another one that was trying to be self-aware. It was, what horror movie cliches could we shoehorn into this mm-hmm. movie? And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it worked, but it, I don't know. I think it just went too far. With sure. And again, that's another movie that I've watched once or twice. I never, I'll never watch again. Yeah. But like a movies like Dawn of the Dead or not Dawn like Dawn of the Dead like the remake of that was pretty good that was mm-hmm. sure. I, I'll watch that yeah the and first the Romero really movies good. even though there there's a lot of subtext behind it even though the zombies are secondary to the the social yeah. kind of commentary that he's trying to make uh, you know about consumerism or about uh, you know the, the race relations sure. or whatever sure. all these are important aspects and they're just kind of wrapped around this horror movie element mm-hmm. um, yeah. but yeah they're still enjoyable as movies if you take them just for what they are yeah if you just watch them as a zombie movie it's an enjoyable zombie movie mm-hmm. well that was one of the remakes that was so different than the first one right like it it, it really didn't even need the name dawn of the dead to survive right it because yeah it had else. the first one had a ball a mall in it and so did this one other than that that's about it well yeah like, there was right. really no similarities but to i think it if, whatsoever. They, if they had that same kind of connection then people would really be like, up in oh, arms you're like, oh, you're, yeah, you're ripping this off yeah. rather than just paying homage to it because it, sure. you, you seem to be able to get away with a lot more if you say I'm paying homage to something rather than if you just pull a Shia LaBeouf or whatever it's just outright <laughs> just kind of plagiarize everything right uh, right which it feels like they do now with like Transformers movies and stuff like they're just doing the exact same thing over and over again or like it's action based like and I'm sure you'll you'll probably do a one with on action movies which is I, it would actually be fun too I don't want there to be 40 minutes of action and two minutes of action like usable plot or attention to detail like i want there to actually be a plot where this stuff happens around it it's not just it's not i i think that's insulting and i think you mentioned with the hostile stuff like that 
It got a little bit insulting at first, because you know, after a while, because like, okay, yeah, it's a torture. We get it. Like, this is yeah. terrible. Like, I, I don't need it. To, I, I don't even need to see it to know what's happening, and that would be okay. And I, I think they've gotten away from that. I think they, they feel like they have to show right. this stuff exactly to begin to one up each other, mm-hmm. and you don't you don't need to see that. Like, you didn't even see anybody really getting killed in like some of the early, you know, like, well, in the really like, early yeah. early days of horror, like the the hammer movies or, or whatever like mm-hmm. the old british movies you, you saw nothing it was sure. all what you just implied your imagination mm-hmm. took over and yeah. a lot of the times that makes the most scary movies of all because you it's all about right. what you're not seeing and what your imagination is just running wild now they feel like you said mm-hmm. they need to just kind of show it to you it's like oh well right. you, you thought you knew what was going to happen that you're right and and here it is this yeah. guy has having his brain cut open and sure fed to him yeah <laughs> yeah i you know and that, like you mentioned okay so we're gonna go back to silence of the lambs another one of my favorite movies of all time like because they didn't show really a lot of killing they saw a little bit of buffalo bill and what he you know woman in the pit and whatever but like there was nothing really like but again that's all stuff that's implied you know right. what's going to happen yeah. but you're not seeing it and then as yeah. they get into the sequels and it's like okay yeah we're now we're going to show you sure yeah um, ray liotta is going to be eating his own brain <laughs> yeah. um i one of the movies that that, that people kind of panned a little bit was prometheus i don't know if you saw prometheus i did not see it no. so again it's it is a it's a prequel to aliens sort of right at the end you kind of whatever but like that was a movie that wasn't it was kind of it was built as a horror movie because you knew what it was or you kind of kind of knew what it was but it was really slow but i loved it because like there was just a lot to it and in the first alien was that way too like there wasn't a whole lot of action in the first alien and it wasn't that great. The second one was amazing. Like Aliens was just like one of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I don't need a lot of action. I don't need that. I need characters like in Aliens. You know, like uh, Game Over Man. Like you know, <laughs> like I need that. I like those characters are awesome. And like even again, action movies like uh, the some of the best ones were Predator. Like we haven't talked about Predator. Like I, that was that was. A, I don't know if it's a horror movie or action movie. But like, well, I think sci-fi and horror group sure. together a lot. Uh, so yeah. I think you know sci-fi fantasy horror. I think Predator would definitely fit but into every that. Every one of those Hoover. characters in that movie kicked ass. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, they were awesome, and and you had a kind of connection to them, even even though it, you know it's kind of a little bit campy and whatever. But like that was just a really really awesome movie. Yeah. It had some some scare to it, but. It wasn't super gory. No. It, it wasn't, like, overly gory, you know? And there was guns in it, and, and it was, there's just about everything in that movie, except for romance. So thank God they didn't try to cram anything <laughs> like that in there, right? Well, they had bromance in there. They, yeah. they definitely had with the, the first time that they meet in the camp where they're sure. slapping hands, and you just see the glistening <laughs> biceps well, yeah. together. And and that's... And so, talking about Predator, you know, and, and, and we brought up Alien, too. Like, Alien vs. Predator was one of the worst movies I think it's ever been. Been made. <laughs> See, I, I think disagree. it's. I, I, think I think it's Sharknado bad. Oh like, no! Come on, it's terrible. No, it's definitely not Sharknado. Okay, bad. so like, there's a love scene pretty much between a predator and a, and a human. Like seriously, mm, nah, I don't see that. They're way. running I, from the fire. Like it could. You could have put like the movie. You could have put like you know, <laughs> the soundtrack to Saint Almost Fire behind that thing or no, whatever. See, like it was god awful. Okay, I, full disclosure. 
it's not a good movie. Okay, I. Yeah. It, but it's not a horrible movie. I think it deserves oh, more credit than you're giving it. I, I no, I think it's. I think it's one of. The, it's, I, I it's don't think that it's a movie. love scene. I think it's a sign of respect. Like he t- he takes the alien. It's tail a fucking predator. <laughs> it kills people. It eats them. It does whatever predators do. It right? doesn't eat people. <laughs> I, I don't care. Like that. It does in my world, right? So predators like are killing people and and doing stuff like that. They're not. But he it saw how it how she took out an alien or a xenomorph or whatever they're called and said this is a sign of respect we're so, kind of in this together I'll watch your back you watch mine at the end of the day he might have ended up killing her but he thought that the best bet was to try to keep her alive so that she can help him I, I, and see and that that goes I, I into didn't a see thought it as a process. love. I did so like I that movie I sat there the entire time going why am I here oh my god this is terrible and then that scene left and I just started I just dying laughing I was crying I was laughing so hard I actually own I know you do and the sequel I know you do Um, and I like it I have a poster up at work well not a full size (laughs) poster but one of the you know like a magazine clipping right well because the poster looks awesome it does like (laughs) if that if they just came out with a poster I would have been fine like if they had not (laughs) come out don't even film the movie around it film the movie just the poster Amazing. i i want to see the poster and then they did freddy versus jason and then they made up the poster it was terrible right yeah they had them standing back to back like they're in high school together which i mean is cool a character as freddy is yeah there's there's no way that he that no he could ever i mean okay obviously he's smarter than jason would yeah. be but in terms of them fighting come on there's no contest right hey, the, the fact that there was even more than a one second fight between them is yeah. just pathetic i i actually so I liked that movie. <laughs> well, I, so did I. I, because I, I, that movie took forever to be made. Like it was supposed to come out like seven different times, and they keep re- rewriting it. You know, like Superman the movies they did with that, and I thought it was actually okay, but it was just super like whatever, right? But like, so bringing it back to Alien versus Predator, right? Okay, so like your Predator, you're okay with Predator having a thought process? Well, of course they and, have to have a thought process. They're a very no, intelligent I, species. They they devise this way, this this test, this rite of passage yeah. that that pits the predators against the aliens, so they know mm-hmm. that they have to have this uh, this queen's morph and they know that they keep her shackled and they keep prodding her with electric shocks she's going to keep producing eggs they know that they have to have humans and they know that they have to have this you know sacrificial chamber they have the face huggers turn them into the xenomorphs so that the predators can hunt they've developed intergalactic space travel they have these you know, you know far too much really about this di- well, it's right there in the movie i mean it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's pretty obvious I, I, what's so, happening and they, yeah. they've created these spaceships so that they can go across the the solar system or across galaxies or whatever so obviously they're very intelligent species and they, they know what they're doing so yeah. for the, they're not just dumb things I, that it just that scene for me epitomized everything that was wrong with a lot of horror movies <laughs> because they, they're trying to make something that is just like if you want to watch the notebook watch the notebook i want to see a horror movie that's why i don't like love scenes in horror movies it's not necessary like you don't need that to know that people have a connection or whatever right like i don't I don't necessarily think it's a horrible thing that this predator and this person had this connection, right? But, like, it just was campy. Like, it literally, to me, they were holding hands skipping through a meadow. <laughs> like, that's what it, that's what I saw. And maybe I, I was just, you know, maybe in the wrong mood or whatever. But I was sure. looking forward to that movie so bad. And I knew within the first, like, 
10 minutes that this thing was going to suck so much. <laughs> and I was really disappointed. And I was like, all right, this is dumb. You make me want to watch this. This is dumb. <laughs> yeah, and it's fine. You can like it. And, that, and that's that's what, one of the reasons why this these podcasts are fun, because yeah. we have differences of opinion, right? Exactly. But like that movie epitomized everything that was wrong with horror movies forever. <laughs> for me. Like, it sucks so bad. But that's, again, that's just me, right? But like, because again, I love Aliens was just amazing, right? And and I just brought up Predator as one of my favorite movies too. It's like a guilty pleasure. It's just a fun, fun movie that's just really, really cool. And then they got together and made this. You know, <laughs> it just, it just, just sucked. It just tried to take itself seriously or whatever. But man, it just it wasn't good. So. Well, let's let's play a game. Let's uh, okay. do the top five in blanks Netflix queue. So. Uh, the one I had in the introduction was Freddy Krueger. What would he watch? But, I mean, you can pick whoever you want. I guess so. I'm not understanding what we're doing here. Let's well, so you're, you're taking – we're talking about horror movies. So you're right. just taking someone from the horror universe. Okay. You know, for example, Freddy Krueger. And, like, what would be in his mythical So if, if Freddy Krueger was watching Netflix, what would he watch? Right, exactly. Like, the, the introduction that I had was maybe he'd really want to watch Robin Williams' What Dreams May Come because it's a very uh, inside joke I thing. I see what you did there. I see He's all about the there. dreams. Or maybe he'd want to watch mm. the Jackie Earl Haley remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. Or maybe he'd just want to watch My Little Pony movies. Yeah, I, that, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I reused I, the joke already from the, from the introduction. <laughs> right. One episode in, and I'm already reusing jokes. Right yeah. on material. Here. Re- re- recycling pretty <laughs> pretty hardcore, but uh, no, I don't know. I mean, to put to put a bow on on this, uh, I think. So you don't want to play the game? Just no, entirely skipping. Right no, away. I'm just skipping the game because I don't think I could come up with anything creative enough to <laughs> to be funny. <laughs> or or relevant. It'll just be stuff that we just edit out anyway. Be like, ah, this really wasn't going anywhere we we thought it would. So may, uh, give me some time. Maybe I'll think about something. Uh, okay. And then you know we'll come up. We'll do a part two of this. All right. So well then final verdict. Okay. We discussed what went wrong and we had a little bit of different opinions. For, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I think we were pretty consistent. So final verdict. Should they continue making horror movies, or are oh, we telling okay. society as a whole? No, you need to stop this. No, I, you have to. Like you, you have to make you have to make horror movies. Like it's it's part of what we do. You have to scare people. Mm-hmm. Like, otherwise, you get just when well, people uh, enjoy being scared. But I think yeah. uh, you mentioned earlier, it's about what's culturally relevant at the time. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of zombies are really popular, which we've also discussed in the completely biased game podcast. Um, yeah, zombies are kind of the in thing right now, and for a while it was vampires with the yeah, whole Twilight and saga and BS. Yeah. That, that's not a horror movie. <laughs> no, not at all. But I'm just <laughs> saying that vampires kind of had their uh, yeah heyday yeah. where it was everyone True. was trying to vampire diaries on CW. Every other CW was about vamp- vampire shows. They still are. Yeah. yeah, it's just I'm just hoping that trend dies out. And yeah, I think that's it, one of the cool thing about trends and like you see trends in horror movies like anything else. You know, like things come, things go. I'm looking forward to to new horror movies because again I, I don't watch a lot of the new ones I, I try to revisit the old ones as much as I can just I think they're just better but like that's always it's always fun to see what somebody's take on something you see every day is mm-hmm. you know like white noise you know, remember that it came out you know and it wasn't that great of a movie but it was kind yeah. of a neat take you know on, on all the cell phone and the, all the activity that we do watching TV and all this other stuff and mm-hmm. that was kind of neat so I'm, I'm, I, I, I think you have to continue to push the envelope even though it's probably not going in the best area well it's always interesting to see you brought up just technology right now it's kind of neat because you're 
when you watch those films from the 70s and 80s, they didn't have things like cell phones. You know, now they've always got to come up with, the, oh, there's no reception here. We're in so, such an isolated area that there's no reception. Which really, where is that now? Nowadays, the, um, the, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the northwest part of uh, Missouri. No, but you know what I mean. Like Ron Turn, it was sure. a movie that I think that they did pretty well, where they had the advent of cell phones, mm-hmm. and they came up with a pretty reasonable reason why the cell phones wouldn't work because they were on mm-hmm. top of this mountain, or okay, or I think one of them, the like the cell phone was smashed. They actually had a signal, but it, it got mm-hmm. smashed or something. So sure, but uh, as we progress with technology it's it's interesting to see where they go you know a lot of horror movies are made like pulse that's kind of made Mm. with technology in mind that we didn't have so i think that they definitely should continue because they're doing new and different things with technology Mm. that we didn't have sure 20 30 years ago yeah but as as long as they don't go back and 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 re-edit the old ones like lucas did with star wars (laughs) you know like i don't i don't want to go back and have, yeah, I don't know, think John re- Carpenter or no. <laughs> Sean Cunningham or whatever. I don't think that they're quite as anal as uh, George Lucas with his yeah. his baby. So yeah. yeah, Star Wars is definitely on the list of something that we'll be discussing. So if you want to yeah. get in on that episode, you can call that one now because at some other time we will be definitely discussing Star Wars. Because... Yeah, it's going to be a long episode, I think. <laughs> I don't know if I even want to be a part of that one. All right. I, most, mostly the yeah. I was just that's. I'll just leave it alone. But that's a lot. Okay, know, out there. So no problem. So did you think anymore? Do you have no? I, as far as you know, the, for the game, Netflix. Yeah, don't um, even want to try it. Huh? I, I I think so. I, I I would like to picture my evil people uh, on their day off. Like I want to. I want to see Jason at Mariano's picking out you know tomatoes <laughs> and things. So like I guess I would imagine running a daycare. Running a daycare. <laughs> I want to see them watching uh, a walk to remember or um the notebook <laughs> okay so i think my top pick for for, for freddie would be the notebook okay all right top for pick. no other reason that it's just silly and stupid eh, sure and i was I unprepared that. for that question no problem i actually don't think the notebook is on netflix well it doesn't matter oh okay. I, mean, I don't think what dreams may come is on netflix either oh. i don't know if uh mm. what i don't know if or my little ponies on there it just makes it funnier if freddie's a brony so yeah okay right, i don't think we can come up with any more <laughs> Netflix, so we'll have to be more prepared next time to, to actually play that game and maybe yeah. come up with some new games. But I think all in all for an inaugural episode, I think it went pretty well. Yeah. It was kind of pretty much what we always did with Completely Biased Game Podcast. Except Just we didn't rambled have to, and said useless stuff. That <laughs> we didn't have to kind of keep trying to bring it back to video games. We topic about uh, horror movies, and I think we stuck to it pretty well. And I had fun. Yeah. Good. So I you'll come back for other ones because I I will. I'll be living in your basement for another week or so. <laughs> so um, it's possible that I will be there. Good. Good deal. Uh, more. Yeah, Which is funny because I you know I, I you know people are always scared of things in their basement. Well, I live in your basement, so uh, you should. I don't. But think it's, you should be scared of me. It's three quarters of the way finished, so I, I don't yeah. think it's uh, there's a lot to be scary. No, if I haven't killed anybody yet, I probably won't in the next week. Well, that's good. that's good. Yeah, that's good. I just thought you know I thought I'd give you that. So, <laughs> well, you're our, you're my tech expert. So yeah, there's a couple of tech related things that we need to discuss in uh, mm. tech episode. So sure. Well, uh, I guess I'll see you then. We'll have to do that then. So all right, all right. Retreat to the basement. <laughs> this is me going to the basement. <laughs> all right, signing off for what went wrong. Thanks for listening. Hey, what happened?